Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 228. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sanitsky. Hey, that's me. Hello. Um, if you came in a little bit earlier, you probably heard uh, Ryan spouting off random Wikipedia article facts, and that's because I was able to pick him up with some credit card rewards points. Thank you. A laptop that actually functions. It's so. great. <laughs> I love it. I was learning about the, so- the Southern African Development Community, which is oh actually a development co-op that has every country with the letter Z in its name all in one co-op. So you can just go there and go to countries with letter Z in their name. Oh. So that's cool. Thank you for the follow, Four Gathers. I appreciate that. He, um, he appreciates the Southern African apparently, development community. Apparently, if, if you followed for the uh, random Wikipedia stuff and you'd like that to continue in the episodes, let us please, know. Please don't say anything. Uh, <laughs> we, can make, we can make this happen. Uh, Ryan could absolutely make that happen. Uh, before I get into anything else uh, episode-related, I want to quickly touch on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On this finely customized site, you will find two open-ended levels of support for listeners like you to support the producers of the said content like us. You get some nifty stuff like a free koozie, either the correctly branded podcast one or the highly coveted podcast version. The limited edition highly coveted. coveted. It is a limited edition. Limited there will only edition. ever be 100 in circulation, yeah. and some have been squandered already. So, so patreon.com. Fifty less than fifty. Probably sure. well, probably fifty. And about fifty, yeah. So Patreon.com oh, forward slash carbitrage. Half of them have been accounted for. <clears throat> uh, moving on, we got uh, liquids, which is the beer section. I do have a beer; it's not open. Excuse me, yet. Starting with water because I had a rough night, and then I also have some delicious coffee that Jana brought. Yes. I is. Wait, wait. Let's find out. I just finished an Oberon. It was actually really good. So those are excellent. Yeah. yeah. It is. Spring it on. From oh, it's an Ethiopian. Coffee The beans look really, really good. They're a very uniform size. They're not glossy. They're nice Don't and grow. dry. Yeah. It's got a little bit of the curd left in the bean, too, and it gives it that... Can I have a sip, honey? Almost like an earthy flavor, but it's it's really in a good way. Yeah. It's um a light roast uh, with strawberry, orange, caramel, and almond. Oh, yeah. I taste the almond. That's what I was thinking. That's very similar to Yurgachev. Yeah. Which is my favorite. Mr. Coffee. Gorbachev? He tore down that wall already. Anyway. <laughs> now he's a delicious coffee. <laughs> so Ryan just sampled the coffee too. What are your what are your thoughts? I'm here for it. It sounds awesome. T H O T S. I um did not have a terrible weekend. I had one last weekend. Um I went to um Cars and Crafts. Oh sure. When yeah, you were yeah. at your thing. I don't remember um, where it was. You were at uh Power Cruise. Oh yeah. Oh sweet. Yeah, and uh, did I even talk about that? No, we did. We haven't talked since then. Oh. But um, I had two whole beers and one mai tai, and I was hungover the next day because I'm thirty, and I, that's what happens when you're thirty. I drink plenty of water. I. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much water you drink. If you have more than three drinks in one night, you're hungover. Yeah, I wish that weren't the case. I, I even tried to take supplements even uh, before yeah, I go no, to bed. Yeah, no, no, you're like, done. You're no, done. You're yep. done. Yep. The, you're going to have a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to be a zombie the next day. I like, went to bed at re- I went to bed at like 1 a.m., which is like very reasonable for me. Because like, on weekdays, I go to bed at midnight. Mm-hmm. And like 1 a.m. is like my like wild time on weekends. Whoa, let's, let's take her down a notch. Right? Yeah, like, I'm like, out of I, control. Went, I went wild and went to bed at 1 a.m. on like last, like last Saturday night. I woke up on Sunday, I just saw like a sh- hollowed out shell of a human. Like, yeah, I, just... I prefer the term husk. Yeah, husk. How right. was the turnout for Cars and Craft, though? Was it good? Actually, really dope. Um, I really like going to Cars and Craft during the Power Cruise weekend. That's actually one of my favorite shows because uh, it cuts a lot of the crowd out, A. 
And B, I can see that. it cuts out a lot of the normal cars, so they have new stuff that shows up, nice. which is actually really dope. Um, they're not going to have it next month because there's a wedding happening. At St. Paul Brewing? At St. Paul Brewing. Oh, shoot. i got to talk to Ian again then. But I think they're mm-hmm. going to try and work something else out to try and happen, maybe at Able or something. But they're going to try to do a different show. Just can't we just do, thing. like, a separate date? Like just No, it's you can't do that. It's, you're, trying, you're trying to get the entire automotive population of Minnesota to come to a thing. Like, it's difficult enough for them to remember when the first Saturday of the month is. Much I less, certainly don't, yeah. Yeah, like, you're not going to do that. Even like, Plus, they also have, like, Modest and everything happening. Like, their, oh, yeah. their resources are stretched then. I'm really hyped for Modest. That's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be a busy weekend, but it should be good. It's going to be a really, really big show. Like, there's Big Mike's coming, which is, I'm so excited for him to come to Minnesota. Like, I said, I, I mentioned that to him, like, in 2019. Mm-hmm. Like, at JCC, I said, dude, you should come out to Minnesota, like... There's a uh, crew called Drive Cartel, and they have a show called Modest, and it's like totally on par with anything in California. I mean, I never expected him to actually follow through, and he did. Well, it was really dope. Well, hopefully, you didn't lie to him. I didn't. I know <laughs> I didn't. Um, <laughs> and then also, uh, Van Culture mm-hmm. is going to be uh, making a huge showing, which I'm really excited about. And there's a third crew, which is like grocery getters or something, which is like wagons and like <laughs> nice. like box shaped vehicles. So, um, I'm, I had, I'm excited. I think it was even maybe yesterday. Was it Chariot of the Gods? Yeah, I okay. was going to go, and I just didn't. I saw it's it, too hot. I mean, notifications, but I was too far away. It was hot down here? Yeah, it was uh, hot. I didn't want to go. I, and, like, there's, I was, like, tired all day. Heat will sometimes make And then sleepy. there's a soccer game happening. Like, I had parking in front of my house to oh. not want to move because there was oh. a soccer game, and right. I move, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> and and then on top of that, I couldn't even <laughs> nap. Because there's a helicopter hovering over my house. Yeah, what was the deal about okay. that? No idea. But the, the world's most fuel-efficient helicopter was... Uh, like, he literally showed up at 9 o'clock in the morning. Like, he showed up before I left for uh, Caffeine and Octane. Mm-hmm. And then he left after the soccer game. It was so irritating. I woke up to him. I went to bed to him. It, it was, was so annoying. That sounds really romantic. Really annoying because, like, I was like, "Oh, he must just be circling the area." Sure. No, it was literally. He was literally just going back just and forth our in our neighborhood. Like, because we're the closest neighborhood to the soccer game. Great. It was very annoying. Were they like trying? Were they expecting rioting or I something? I don't know. I don't care. I was just annoyed. <laughs> yeah, I would not have been happy with that. However, I uh, went to Aldi to get some of those delicious Mama Cozy's uh, pretzel sticks, which are literally just like pub pretzels mm-hmm. with salt on them and filled with pretzel cheese. And they were sold out, so I went to the cub next door and I found out that since it was a Mama Cozy's find, mm-hmm. or an Aldi find, it's just a different brand's overstocked. Like, So they literally just take them from the cub next door and like put a sticker on them. Literally, the bag. I, I looked at the directions. I compared them between two packages, and it's like the exact same directions, nutrition info, and ingredients list. It was the same thing. Was it distributed by the same company? No, it was, oh. dist- it was distributed by all the USA. Oh, okay. However, Cole's brand, C O L E apostrophe S. I'm glad you keep saying that because I keep going in my brain. K O H L S, yeah. Because yeah. um, we're very meta Western. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was actually the Cole's brand was just the exact same thing. It was like a dollar fifty more or something. Oh but no. However will you survive? I would pay three dollars more for these. They're that good. <laughs> so I was pretty happy about it. I just get fat when I snack. So I well, I mean I do anything. too. But fat and happy. 
It, it, just, it just makes me more cuddly. More like an air fuel ratio. Yeah, fat exactly. And fat and happy. Speaking of fat and happy, uh, Power Cruise, I guess I didn't cover it last time. No, so we didn't. Briefly talk about that. It happened between last time and this time. That, oh, yeah. That makes more sense. So, um, TJ Beetle, you, you've met him. Yeah, I've met him. Um, he brought his SV6 Commodore Ute up there. Yeah. And he had his SS, his uh, whatever you call that in Australia speak. But he brought the hitch hammocks up as well, which were an excellent, you know, that's, receiver oh yeah, hitch that, mounted yeah, yeah. thing. I think that's also called a Holden Commodore, actually. It, is, it could be. Yeah, yeah. it's a, a Commodore. Okay. Um, but either way, we, we decided to use the hitch hammocks in motion, and that turned out very, very well. That was oh, one of the most fun things I've ever done in my entire life. That's hilarious. I was hanging off the back of a ute, just trying to not bottom out my ass on speed bumps. Which was frivolous because I, I just, did it many, I many times. I just think of whenever I hear the word "ute," I just think of the song by the Chats called "The Clap." That's fine. Because they mention a ute in the song, and I'm like, "That's funny." But it was a, it was a bright green right-hand drive, you know, Holden. Yeah, driving around campus with two idiots well, the, drunk the, off their nuts, the hanging chat, off the back. The Chats are from Australia, so the Australian punk music. So fair enough. Um, spent some time with Eric Sorensen. We got the meth injection working in his C63. It's got a new, much larger Whipple on it. Oh, that's good. But good for him. it's like it was eight to one fuel ratio after we got the mm. meth working, so I had to dial that back a little bit. Sire and Comstock up there. I don't even. He's working for like one of the drift teams now or something as their like mechanic or something. But they were, it was just littered with R thirty threes and like three fifty Zs. I'm like, well, because R thirty twos are kind of desirable for like, his collectors now, and the R thirty three I've always said is the worst of the three. Oh, well, they're all like GTTs too. So yeah, it's... like they're just the worst one. Like. People say that the R33 is better by... It looks better, but, it's like, it's not worse. a better car. It's objectively worse. Like, yeah. You get but, a, uh, as late of an R32 as possible. That's what you get. That's the right one. Or you're going to spend $100,000 on R34. The R33 is, like, the... Well, a GTR, like, yeah. I mean, you can get yeah. the what, GTT. I think they still called it an R34 well, I mean, generation. Yeah, it will, all of them are GTTs. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just R33. It's, like, it's a great drift car. That's what it is. But I'm like, I'm so desensitized just seeing that kind of stuff now. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that was that was really cool at one point. I remember going to even like the mini season opener show up at uh, Running Aces, and there was somebody had like an R32 GTFC. I'm like, wow. R32s, I'm still, I still like R. I just objectively like R32s. I think that's that, fine. I think they have the best interior of the three. They're, they're my favorite interior. They're the lightest and the smallest, which is yeah. why I like them. That's also why I do. That's originally why I liked them, but like now, like that all of them are available more or less in one way or another. Mm. The R32 is still my favorite because I like the interior the most. That's fair. I, I think that, like, interior design for cars peaked in the early 90s. So, mm. I, I think that's, like, when... It was, like, the era where I I would like, say I would give you 90s for sure. I don't agree with early 90s. I would say though. early because I like boxy. Oh, right, and I don't. Yeah, and that, that's the thing is like where you still have like the amenities of the '90s, but you have the boxiness that I like. Interiors peaked before they started putting infotainment systems in cars. Yes, it did. Yeah, I think, and that's why I think like the R32 is like the right era where you had just like everything was like really nice because like I do like '80s. And I love, yeah, but like I'm just, as cool as like '80s interiors, like, like they, they're a bit shit. The plastics are terrible. The fit and finish always. was not good. It was even always on a good bad. 80s vehicle. Even like yeah, like even if like the fit and finish was good, they weren't reliable because the plastic was too hard and it would just crack. And then your fit and finish yeah, just like garbage. Look at Porsche dashboards yeah. in the eighties, seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, kind of. You think those are bad? Just wait till you get the Toyota. Like 
Yikes. Okay. Well, luckily the rest of the car doesn't fall apart around it, but... No, it's just like, uh, yeah, exactly. You have a very reliable car with a dashboard that you're going to lose your keys in. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't set them on the dash yeah, if you're moving it around. You will yeah. never see them again. They'll, they'll disappear forever. Uh, originally I was going to take the Phantom up there, but the uh, forecast turned to, like, all thunderstorms the entire weekend the morning I was leaving. So I yeah. ended up taking the E30 M3, and then it ended up being absolutely beautiful out. And the electric fan decided to go out in Maple Grove traffic on my way up to Ooh. Brainerd. Oh, good. So I limped it up to Rogers to a O'Reilly's where I asked for the thinnest polar fan that he had. And he looked at me with like, the what are you talking about eyes? And he asked the year making model. I'm like, that's not going to work on this. I need a an S54 fan. swapped E30. Like, yeah, it's a 1991 BMW M3 with an 05 M3 engine in it. Like, he's like, do you just want to go in the back all the way to the That's right? That's what I asked. Like, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks, so. so I bought the thinnest, smallest, like, Hayden brand puller fan. I'm like, that's a 12-inch. It's pretty thin. It'll work. Bought a fan kit. It should fit. Didn't fit. Oh, well, I Figured out that the, the fan hadn't seized, which is what oh. they usually did, and the low speed still worked when I wired it into power. So yeah. I just ended up cutting the wire for the high speed oh, okay. and it, it was you enough an if i had two stoplights in a row it was getting a little dicey but one stoplight at a time had enough time to heat soak the oil cooler and everything so you um now just have a spare fan i do it's sitting in the back of that car that'll be a wonderful computer fan i have a lot of like nice polar fans yeah i, I don't think the, the wind will come off too much in the recording if it does i'm apologizing but it's so nice out i can't yeah. bring myself to close the door but uh, anyway the car made it there and back just fine other than that fan shitting out oh at um cars and crafts i watched some guy's girlfriend break up with him oh yeah it was pretty fun this was really <laughs> dope because i was walking around balto and so i was like dude that was like in his like late teens early 20s and he was acting like me in high school i'm just like this kid's fucking full of himself He's like walking around, like you know the um, the Vince McMahon like walk down towards the ring walk that Vince McMahon does in the GIF. I don't know who that is. The guy from WWE that wears a suit. I don't know who that is. If you just Google Vince McMahon, you'll know no, who it is. Just... But anyway, he like he's like walking around, like he's like the coolest guy at the car show. He's not. Oh, okay. And so, like his girlfriend is like walking behind him, and like his other two friends, and his girlfriend looked very annoyed for like one reason or another. But anyway, so I decided to go buy a pizza. By the way, the pizzas at Cars and Craft at uh, at St. Paul Brewing, unbelievable. Oh, they have, like, food now? Yeah, they've had pizzas. I've never seen that guy in my entire life. He's a very common meme. Okay. But anyway, um, no, their pizza's, like, super good. It's, like, 14 bucks. I'm, like, I'm going to probably get, like, I was totally expecting, like, a Tony's or something or a Hedgie's. No, it's, like, actually, like, like brick oven pizza. Mm. It's really good. Oh yeah, they yeah. they had a brick oven in their courtyard. Yeah, and I wasn't. I was, ex- I was expecting it to be like a brick oven, but with terrible ingredients. No, it was actually just a really good pizza. It looked like it was gonna take a long time after ordering to get one. It kind of did, but you sit down and you have a you have a place to sit, and you're fine. Let's bring a friend so you can have a conversation. Wait, you sit down and you have a place to sit? Well, you sit down uh-huh. like at a table as opposed to on the ground. Talking. That's not the sense. But anyway, so um, I to get that I had to go get a my license and my mask and stuff. Not my license. I had to get my mask for my car, so I went to my car. Well, you needed your ID for beer. Yeah. But... And so I, I went to go get my mask, and I heard a hubbub happening at 11 Wells. And oh. I look over, and it's this man and his girlfriend arguing about something. And I'm like, ooh, I'm suddenly very interested in this o- very okay at best, like, Myers Manx with, like, MP everything on it, which was is, that, like... Was that uh, conveniently placed within earshot of this breakup? Within, yeah, and eye shot. Oh, so excellent. I'm, like, getting a very good look at this, like, MP 
Blake Weber IDF carburetor knockoff, and I'm just like, Plot twist, watching. the owner comes up and talks to you about it nope, while you're... not knocking anybody, I'm watching this. And she was screaming at him, and he was holding the dog, and she just grabs the dog that he had, and she just walks away, and he's just, like, losing his mind, and his, like, friends, like, holding him back and stuff. I'm like, wow, this guy sucked, and she found out. It was great. Didn't she scream at him, like, we're done here? Yeah, she, like, something like, we're done here, and she just left. And I'm like, this is, and and took the dog. Like, that's my favorite part. She took his dog. (laughs) I had a similar thing at Power Cruise, but I was three stories up on the the condo. And they were, like, right in front of my car doing this. And I'm like, I wish I could hear. But, like, yeah, you could just, like, you could see the angry, I'm done with this shit face on the lady. And there's, like, this big, dumb-looking guy in his Blue Lives Matter cop shirt. And he's, like, kind of motions. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, and so this guy, like, I I don't know what, what... led up to it but just judging by this guy's body language he sucked and she just found out that he sucked so good it was pretty great i laughed a lot and then i told everybody and everybody else laughed a lot and now i'm I, telling you and you're laughing a lot i enjoy so watching people break up quite i was a bit, literally so. babysitting like, which was an evening in itself and i get a phone call and i'm like what does ryan want and he's like i have to tell you something and i'm like Okay, and then he good. told me this, and I was like, "That's, that's this is totally worth that was worth going. answering the yeah, phone for." Yeah, totally yeah. worth it. It was amazing because the guy was just like absolute bro. Like he's the sort of guy that tells you he's into heavy metal and talks to you about Disturbed for an hour. Like talks at you about yeah. Disturbed. It, for it an was hour. worth the the toddler stealing my phone to the point where I had to turn it off pretty, so he didn't make emergency. Phone pretty calls. pretty, oh, pretty oh sure. Like this, yeah. this is the sort of guy that's like his favorite video game in the world's Halo. Oh, mm. like because he's only tried Halo. Yeah, like it's his favorite metal song is the one he's heard. Yeah, ah, and that guy. Yeah, yeah, and he had like a Volkswagen shirt because Volkswagen. Because cool. it's the first car he had. Yeah, okay. and he had Mark IV. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh no, <laughs> it's yeah, exactly he is exactly what you're matching. He had wow. like he had hockey hair. Like oh, oh he's just no absolute douche. Oh, I don't want to talk <laughs> about him anymore. Really I'm glad funny. they broke up. But anyway, let's talk about the Grand Tour. Yeah. So have, have you watched it at this point? No, I'm not. Okay. Um, it is. The trio, during 2020, during lockdown, and they call the episode Lockdown, but L-O-C-H, down. Oh, they go to <laughs> Anyway, they all buy enormous underpowered land yachts okay. from America. Very good. And they drive them across Europe. They do a series of challenges. And by Europe, I mean just the UK, because I'm dumb and I said the wrong thing. But they drive it up to Wales, to a remote island, where Andy Wilman, the producer, has set up this American car enthusiast colony for them, where they have to fabricate their own bridge and things like that. But they modify their cars. James May turns his 500-cube Cadillac into a lowrider and thoroughly ruins it. Richard Hammond made his Buick Riviera with a massive nail head into yes. a like Plymouth Superbird-looking thing with a, oh. a, a, a 671 sticking out of the hood. Oh. Which... How'd he get rid of the nail head? Where oh, he did the nail head go? Oh. It was just a blown nail head now. Very good. Yeah. That's very good. So there you go. That, that's how you... You will like that portion. That's how you make a very good vehicle. And it's also bright green, so that's kind of cool. But then uh, Clarkson had a... Uh, it was a, a Lincoln Continental, like a 76 Lincoln yes. Continental. Just loved it. He put these big salt flats and, like, BF Goodrich leather Actually, tires on it. you said this sounds mediocre. How, this doesn't sound mediocre at all. It sounds they great. They didn't do anything cool with the episode, and it was really long. Oh. It just... I don't know. It was really anticlimactic, like... I'm fine with the tongue-in-cheek, like, haha, American, this and that, but, like, it just, there was too much, like, lull in between. It's like if you if you cut together a video knowing it had to be a certain amount of playtime, 
and you only had like 70% of the amount of actual footage you needed to do it. Oh. It was just like the lag between events. You see, something that bothers me with like the Grand Tour. So, all right. People, I've always said I really love displacement or displacing displacement uh based taxation okay that's my one of my favorite things about cars and people are like that's so stupid i'm like no that's great because that means everything now has to be a two liter but you have to find the most interesting way to make a two liter mm-hmm. yeah like and, the two liter v8s <laughs> yeah like you have to find like a very like as opposed to you know america like you have these like weird like 2.1 liter 1.9 liter you have a 2.3 liter like all this like weird. Why shit. is it like that? Why we don't know your conversions? Well, yeah, it's just like, it doesn't matter. Like in America, we just you just make vehicles. Um, they did actually allude to the displacement taxing and how much those cars cost to register. That's hilarious. Mm, yeah. But, like so with displacement taxation, uh, it's kind of like when you make a TV show and you have a firm time frame you have to make it within. Yep. Like on the BBC, it has to be like forty six minutes. I think. That sounds right. Yeah. And, like, in America, it has to be 22 minutes for a half-hour show. Um, it keeps getting count. shorter, I swear, every year. Yeah, but, yeah. but, I mean, yeah. For commercial breaks? Yeah, for commercial breaks. And I think that's, that sort of thing makes it very interesting how you can make a TV show. It's very similar to a car with displacement-based taxation. Now you have to you have to work within these confines. Right. If something's completely unlimited, it sucks. Nobody cares about totally unlimited things because eventually everything becomes the same. Right. Every, like, if everything, if there is no limit, everything looks like a bullet and everything's powered by a turbine engine. That would, I mean, it'd be interesting. But, I mean, everything's but a self Very racer. expensive, yeah. yeah. It, but, I mean, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Is like, everything becomes the exact same, and you lose a lot of what makes something unique. And I think with Top Gear, that's what made it unique, was they had to work within BBC rules and right. bend the rules. Now they're just given an unlimited budget, and they can just do what they want. And but they the, also are like, don't care anymore. Yeah, they're also retired. Yeah, they are, and it shows. But yeah. I just wish—I mean, the the first two grand tours of this season, we'll call it. The uh, one was like where they did the—he had a Bentley Continental that he turned into like this off-roader or whatever. And the first one was Seaman. Like those were both very entertaining. Yeah, Seaman was great. But I think they were just kind of cut down because like the UK actually isn't that interesting because it's all the same. Yeah, like it's it's all good, but it's all the same. Well, they so, also did the one where they did the. Uh, Across Mongolia was actually pretty good. Yeah, I think that was the second one. Yeah, that was a. Re- I actually really that liked one that was really lot. good. Yeah, yep. it was really awesome. I also just loved Mongolia. It's like one of my favorite countries. So. <laughs> <laughs> he a- actually got to meet an anthropologist that I worked with who studied in Mongolia, and he like we lost a, his shit. A very long hilarious. conversation. We were very excited. I bet they were very surprised. He was we, from a he's French. From Kenya. Col- yeah, yeah he's he was from, Kenya. from Kenya, so he spoke French, Mongolian, and English. Oh my goodness, that's pretty cool. But anyway, <laughs> he's one of my favorite people. But anyway, I still recommend you watch it. Just yeah, for the no, no, no reason, I want to. I want to. I'm gonna watch it because, like, at the end of the day, what they are is it's like it's like gonna go. It's like going to see the Rolling Stones or the Who today. It's just like. He, I have my objections, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to enjoy it. Yeah, like I'm, just, I'm still going to get joy from this. It's not going to be like seeing the Rolling Stones in 1970 or the Who in 1970. No, but I'm going to be very excited to see them nonetheless. Unless it's the HU. Yes, if it is the HU. They're Mongolian folk metal, and they're awesome. They're I, also I called no the Who, and they're but also it's spelled HU. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, H-U, okay, H-U, that's kind of cool. The Who. <laughs> the Who. But anyway. Yep. Um, I want to talk about cycle carts. Have you ever heard of these? What is that? Oh, boy. Click on that link and then mute it. Uh, 
and just go go it in a, go in, go in a moment or two so we can just like get past the people looking at you and we can get to the cars. There we go. Oh my lord. They are custom go-karts made to be replica pre-war racers based off cycle cars from oh, like that man. era. And it is so fun. <laughs> Wait, they're like actually pedaling? No, those are they're oh. mopeds. Or uh, not mopeds, but they're go karts. So they're okay. they've they all have different go kart style engines. And since it's like pre war, you can do sort of what you want as long as it fits within like this like size or it's like a three like a like a one quarter size I guess um, or whatever it is. Hmm. And I kind of want to make like a Fiat S seventy six. Oh my god, it'd be so tippy. It just <laughs> I would I want to make a Fiat S seventy six and use like a Fiat five hundred engine. Like a twin air, yeah, like a twin air would be the same like size, like displacement, like <laughs> compared to these two cylinders, two exhaust ports. Yeah, exactly. It'd be perfect. <laughs> It'd be so funny. But yeah, they make all these cars. They're all entirely handmade. Do and they then, race them? Yes, they actually set up race courses in like these small towns in the south. And yeah, look at that. He's got like a. It looks like a Cummins four BT or something. No, but... it's a uh, it's an old school um, Skidoo engine, I think. But, like, they use, like, vintage snowmobile engines and stuff. And they, so they actually, like, get, like, engines that, like, are best fit to, like, kind of match the personality of the car. <laughs> and they're talking about a lot of these. Cause some, of these guys, some of these guys actually own the full-size car. Okay. And they're like, no, it's really funny. Like, when you make a car that's supposed to be, like, a, a, like a half-scale replica, it handles just like the real thing. I'm sure it just does. smaller. And he's like, it, they have the same quirks as the original ones. And, and the same terrible brakes, presumably. Oh yeah, of course. But look how awesome this looks. I so are, are the, the majority of the bodies are they hand formed metal? They're all hand. They're all entirely handmade. So basically. I can't afford this sport then. Is what no, you're you saying? No, you can. You just need make, or you can make a void or whatever you want. You just employ a trig. Yeah, you just need a trig, basically. <laughs> it's a bunch of trigs racing against each other. But yeah, they like they actually race them. Like it's this crazy. is like adult soapbox. It's this literally is... what that is. It's so awesome. <laughs> and they like go to these towns in the south and stuff where like. Because most of these people are from the south, um, but they'll go to these towns and they'll set up race courses for them. Can, like in can, the I, can we bring town. these to Appalachia, please? Looks like it's a combination yeah. of on-road, off-road. I, dirt road, yeah. I was going to say dirt would be very appropriate given you know how old these vehicles the, are well, intended to look. What they do is they make like so they'll do like the scale replica cars and scale replica pre-war races. Oh, for Pete's sake! <laughs> and so they'll do like. A half-on, half-off-road. Oh. Uh, <laughs> here, I got it. They'll do a half-on-road, half-off-road race where, like, they're, like, dr- like drifting these cars, and, they're, like, they're going, like, maybe 30. Oh, my God. Like, it looks like a what? Oh, I can't believe these things are durable enough. I know, right? These are awesome. Wow. This looks like the, like, the peak fun. This like, is like an adult flugcog with no themes. Yeah, exactly. It's so cool. I'm, like, really here for Man, this. Man, can they... Can they... Put Flutog into it. So they That'd have be hilarious. Clean. So you'd like drive them off of cliffs, <laughs> like or just like invite all these guys to a Flutog once. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. No, I, I, I want to see them go through Appalachia and uh, see how the the not deer deal with it. <laughs> add some add some cryptids. They need these. to uh, replicate on a smaller scale the dirt Pikes Peak and run these. That'd be so funny. You'd, like you would never be able to do that. I'm just trying to think of like uh, there's the, no. I mean, you totally could because there's it'd be like you would never. You can't find a mountain like that. That's all dirt. No, the, uh, Alabama, yeah. That cost a fortune to redo. But Not even. 
No, you can totally find, like, actually a lot of Alabama foothills are dirt roads. Yeah. And they do go up to similar sort of, like... These look really uncomfortable. Because in Appalachia, there's no actual <laughs> paved roads. Because when they live in a... Um, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> when they live in the mountains, it's just family villages on the mountaintops. Okay. Yeah. So it's literally just dirt roads because they don't even bother to leave the mountains. Yeah, like they, they're literally dirt roads or if there is a resort, it's often a dirt road. I mean, this is resort. just what modern southern road infrastructure looks like, that's, so it makes sense. That's very similar, yeah. So this is totally, you can make a mini Pikes Peak. I think that'd be the best thing in the world. I'd, I'm just, I'm totally here for cycle carts. That sounds like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, maybe um, that was Randy Pope's younger brother yeah. trapped 30 years <laughs> Scott ago. Scott goes in chat and says, the guy in the hat looks like Randy Popest in Farmer Form, and that's not wrong. That is pretty accurate, I have to say. I'm just, like, totally here for cycle carts. They're just <laughs> so awesome. That is right up your alley. And yeah. that, uh, I feel like those should be shown at that uh, event on the East Coast that's later this year. I can't, can't oh, yeah, that. at um, uh, the Race of Gentlemen? Yeah, that one. Oh, Which great. was really, just like quick side note on that, my dad grew up in New Jersey, mm-hmm. so Ryan was telling him about where this was, and my dad was telling him the history of all of it, which was like really cool to see my dad know so much. Like, I mean, I know he knows a lot about New Jersey, but he's like, oh yeah, I used to go down there with school and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, that would be a great beach to do this. Like, that makes sense. And I was just like, mind blown. Hopefully Delta variant doesn't put a, uh, put a wrench in my plans, but But, as of But there are so many memes about it. I know, right? But (laughs) as of right now, I'm still, like, probably going to do it in early October, but again, with Delta variant, it's... I'm putting off any purchases of tickets or anything like i've taken train, too many vacation days so. train tickets and any of that stuff i'm waiting until like late august early september to even think about that yeah booking anything even in this calendar year is still a bit risky yeah so it might be a 2022 2023 thing so but yeah i thought that cycle carts were just the best thing ever i wouldn't I have guessed that that's what that was just by the name of it yeah no you, you wouldn't but it, so the thing is um i really thought they were going to be pedal as well not so where that comes from is um cycle cars were race cars prior to world war ii that were based off motorcycle engines and actually the cycle car uh platform was a way to get around having to have licensing for cars hmm. so they'd be a four-wheeled motorcycle Okay, so like yeah. a Morgan three-wheeler or something like that? Yeah, actually a Morgan three-wheeler was... It was designed at the very end of the cycle car era. And then since it had to have three wheels, that's what it was. And then really, outside of England, nobody really... Or Italy, I guess. It doesn't make sense. It's like a Piaggio Ape is a uh, cycle car. I kind of want to make a mini Morgan three-wheeler and use like a two-stage air compressor motor That'd converted really to an fun. engine. That'd be great. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, I want to talk about something good that came out of the development of the COVID era, which is the, in fact, I was talking to Scott about this quite a bit today, but the uh, CT5V, which is replacing the uh, CTS, and the CT4V, which is replacing the ATS. What does CT mean? That's their new vehicle, I don't know. Is that all their vehicles? Cadillac touring i don't know yeah i don't know it doesn't matter but the ct5v blackwing is the ctsv and the ct4v blackwing is the atsv you shouldn't care about the naming that's all stupid what you should care about is 
they're both available with the Tromac TR6060. Very cool. The CT5V ships with the LT5, so the, the tuned version of the Corvette supercharged engine. Very cool. 668 horsepower. The uh, CT4V uses the twin turbo out of the ATSV with some tweaks and a TR6060, and those are still like 560 or 570 horsepower. That's pretty cool, actually. All These right. are also pretty light. The good. The CT5V is only 4,000 pounds wet. That's oh, And the CT4V good. is like 150 pounds lighter than that. Um, they are rear-wheel drive only. Hmm. They have already pre-sold over a year's worth of supply run, and they were anticipating a 20% manual take rate, and they've got an over 50% manual take rate. Good. Oh, things. wow, that's awesome. Well, it's because no, you can't get anything else in manual. Correct, yeah. and everyone that still wants it, and was, there's a Jay Leno's Garage section on this, which I actually recommend you look at, because it's got the, uh, the head engineer for Cadillac. Okay. And I hadn't cool. actually heard him talk before, but he's very clearly an enthusiast. He's like, That's yeah, awesome. this was kind of hard to push through, but they're treating it as like the last hoorah of the Cadillac before it goes electric. I'm I like, cool. think great. that's I like really that. neat that like this is coming from Cadillac, a car brand. I would not expect a manual to come back. Like I ex- like that's I fair. consider Cadillac to be like you know America's equivalent to Mercedes. So I just assume they're gonna do automatics but then they're like no we want to be a little car enthusiast before we go to no transmission it's kind of cool though like every v sedan has had a manual i'm imagining getting this car approved and like they're like all right the approval process is happening at 10 45 this morning um mary barrow usually shows up at 10 30 so what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a power outage at 10 29 and she's gonna be stuck in the elevator while she's in the elevator waiting for the power to come back on we're gonna push this through real quick, all right? And they're like, all right, all right word. <laughs> got it. Got everyone on board. Yeah, and they, they, and they, they push the power it goes out. All the lights are off, and they're like, okay. And they just have like a cardboard sign. I'm like, we're gonna make this. It's gonna have a manual. It's gonna be a sedan. And everybody's like, yeah. And then like Mary Barra shows up like once the lights with her on. like folded up poster board that's got a crossover automatic. And she goes, all right. So this is what I want to do. And there was like, oh no, we, no, we already talked about Cadillac. We're talking about Saturn now. And she's like. And it's like, yeah, it, it's all lawsuits now. Ah. But you're here for that, so that's good. Perfect. You can deal with that part. <laughs> yeah, We're all going to go get a part. drink. So speaking of great things coming back, um, a couple – actually, I need to preface this by about a week and a half ago, we saw a internet, like, de- a CAD design. Of yeah, it looks like a, a rendering, right? A rendering of what a potential – new Integra could look on like. On Reddit. On yeah. Which is a very source. credible auto news uh, and, source. And then somebody posted on the foreign market car Facebook page mm. of a car which looked very similar to that in camo. Hmm. Going in, in like, mid-California on its way to Monterey. And they're like, hmm. that looks a lot like that right Integra. And there he's like, I said, they're making a new Integra. And then anyway... Last weekend, Ta-da! new Integra, boom, <laughs> 2022. Is it actually going to be that? Is that an official, like, Yeah, no, they actually, correct? no, like, Acura unveiled that. Like, they're making a new Integra, and they're also making a final generation of the NSX, uh, or the final year of the NSX, because I forgot they still made that. Yeah, I didn't Like, I, I literally forgot that the NSX existed. I mean, it's a decent vehicle, but it just, it doesn't. It's very expensive. It doesn't, wow it doesn't me. do anything. Right. I mean, like, it looks cool. I'm sure it's very well made. I wouldn't call it an NSX. I it's like just these not that driving good. lights. They're pretty. Yeah, they're really cool. And actually, the whole body of the car, um, if you if you just type in uh, 2022 Integra. Um, you didn't give me a link? I thought I did, but I presume that CNET. Well, now that you have a photo. working laptop, you can go fetch a link and put it yeah, in the I'm notes. Yeah, go ahead and do that. But um, yeah, no, they're actually making It's going to be a hybrid. Uh, manual, if I'm not mistaken, oh, cool. as well, Ooh. which would be great. 
I wonder if it's going to be a through-the-road shod hybrid, so they're doing electrification in the back wheels, or if it's going to be all through the front. No idea. I just know that it, it exists. Shod is the only important thing I said there. So what does shod mean? Super handling all-wheel drive. If you just pronounce ah, the yes. badge on the back, it's that, shod. That is exactly <clears throat> what you Also, it sounds do. a little bit like that Finding Forrester uh, quote, yeah. shaw. So that, that's kind of where I was getting at there. I'm going to switch back to the notes just so I can I'm see why you're finding a, a link here. Gain this link real quick. I'm almost there. Control X. Right quick in a hurry. And then... This is... And Control V. And then wow. you click Enter. And then you click that the is, button. That is a lot much more faster than uh, yes. the old computer. Oh, cool. That was yeah, pretty that, good. That's the rendering that we saw. And pretty much <clears> the design that they, that they showed was that without a wing. Yeah. Wing I mean, back... Yeah, I think it'll be a little bit more sedate, but no, um, it's they have the actual production. I'll show you the production version now, um, which like emphasis on a little more sedate. So is this them bringing the Integra back? Yes. Okay. So do they even have a car in that segment right now? No, No. Acura's been extremely boring and suck for a long time. And I like that it doesn't have a can opener face on it, so that's pretty neat. Yeah, it's pretty great. and one second here. Well, that's fine. This I'm just excited that this is working. The new one. All right. Car scoops. Oh, interesting. That doesn't look like the headlight we saw, though, on the Acura uh, marketing. Th- th- that's just why I typed in 22 and around. It looks like that. So. Okay. Well, it, it looks like it'll look fine either way. It, 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 it's the same, really. If it, if like, it gets the Earth Dreams 2.0 turbo with the six-speed, that's going to be good. So, yes, yeah, bring it back. I'm and very excited for To that. Scott's point, I think we're going to see a lot more of this from manufacturers because engineers will be able to push through stuff like this. Like, look, just give me one more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we're just going to make it a stick. I know it's going to be expensive, but it'll sell. And then you can just do your electrification crap and I'll help. I think that's a good way to go. I think so, too. I, that, that makes me way more excited about the last two raw manual vehicles. It gives me something to buy in the next, the yeah. next 20, 30 years. That's interesting. And I think uh, there's another thing here where um, car enthusiasts have nothing to fear with, like, electric no. cars. Like, yeah, people need to realize that, too. It, like, the issue is it's, like, people that don't that say they don't like vegan food it's like no you just haven't had good vegan food there's plenty of good vegan food you might not have reason to eat it a lot you're 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 dealing with like people like piss jugs where they're just the most annoying sort of person (laughs) for what they are into and that's what every ev enthusiast is i know i know and you're dealing with that it's uh and that's kind of the issue here is it gives that turns people off from like when it's like really like when you talk about like say if you say like, oh, I, I, I'm, I really, I'm vegetarian. Like, good for you. Uh, yeah, great. <laughs> but and then like everybody's like, oh god, now I gotta go eat some vegetarian food. Like, no. And then you think about the fact, like, hey, what's vegetarian food? Oh, like paneer tikka masala, effing delicious. Like, yeah. super good Indian food. Most Indian food is actually like vegan or not vegan, but it's at least vegetarian. There's a lot of vegan options, and mm-hmm. it's full of flavor. It's so good. It is. You're getting better food from that, like better quality and better tasting food from that than you get from your average steakhouse. I voluntarily eat stuff all the time that is compliant with those diets. I yeah, just I don't want to adopt the diet. That's fine. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I think with like the whole EV thing is everybody thinks like, oh, it's just going to be lentil soup. Like it's just, dude. No, keep... these are just boring people. Like there's. Well, the misinformation keeps making the Modis all angry too. Yeah. Like I saw it was a screenshot of some ad today. I'm lactose intolerant. I can't like, have 
an electric mandate will trap farmers on their fields. I'm just like, you idiots. It's like having a dietary restriction. Like, I'm lactose intolerant, so I have to make sure my food doesn't have that. It's like, okay, well, I want to do better for the earth, so I'm going to avoid gas. And it's like, okay, that's a good choice. Sure. Yeah, it's not an all or nothing duality either. Yeah. It's You're like, not like, oh, I gotta drive electric now that I started. I can't. Did I go drive back. the Model S to uh, the reunion yesterday? No, I took a V12. Yeah, but I mean, like, you also drove the Model S today. You enjoy both. I did. Yeah, it's like, good you, car. Get, you can enjoy both. And like, I've been driving the Fiat, and I'm really annoyed that I didn't buy an EV. But here I am, and like, this is my annoyance with the Fiat versus an EV. People are like, oh, but you're, it's gonna take it's to be just as expensive. It's not a money thing. Like, yeah, I, 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 I have no decent TV with any kind of range with anywhere near your price range. Yeah, no, I. But I mean, like, I don't want to have to like go get gas. That's my thing. I do really, really enjoy really that. Annoying. That was not on my radar at all. Like, that's something that's but... actually like objectively annoying at this point. Where mm-hmm. it's like with the Fiat, and it's like I put ten bucks in, and I drive like to Jan's house and back like twice, and I can put. And they're 15 bucks in or something. It's just like, or I can just plug it in. And I can just go to and from Janice's house. And then plug it in again. Yep. And then I'll be done. And then it's already ready. Yeah. It's like, so much better. It's, yeah. And it's, I just get so tired of the people being like, ooh, EVs. And it's like, homie, they're going to build something for you because they know you're dragging your heels. And this ground. isn't a topic, but I think it even got passed. But the, the federal infrastructure bill. It had a ton of, like, yes. federal EV charging is happening. Mm-hmm. Like, federally backed good stuff. I was actually watching a video from City Beautiful, uh, which if Scott doesn't follow that YouTube channel, he totally should, because it's about infrastructure and city planning, which is, like, Scott's, like, big thing. Um, He's really good. Yeah, I love City Beautiful, but they were talking about the future of gas stations. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, well, we've talked about that on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, you do EV charging, and then you just put a Bodega in it, basically. I was going to say, you have like, more amenities and EV charging. Yeah. Which was interesting, because we went into it, and we're like, oh, he's going to say that they're going to explode and he goes yeah we'll, we'll see them disappear and i go that's wrong like, some of them i think i think uh I'll, some will because yeah. you're not gonna have people that adopt it like as they should but i think you know gas is not the profitable thing of a gas station it's no. the stuff on the inside it's the convenience part of it i think if you move away from convenience store stuff you move to more of a deli or a bodega where people will want to actually sit for 30 minutes as they charge their car mm-hmm. that would be what you want to do there, I can't think of a single DC fast charge station I've ever been to that has like a good restaurant with like a nice patio or something mm-hmm. right next to it. Yeah, and like that would be game changing. It would like, be. Well, There's was... a closed down gas station right next to my house, like from when the riots happened in 2020, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I really like wish I had the money to buy that because I really want to take those gas pumps out. And I really want to put in. EV charges yeah, I was going to say, there. call up Electrify America and be like, hey, I have an idea. Literally, yeah. <laughs> Peter like pulled up the listing when we were like looking at the house. He goes, you could buy a gas station, too. And we're like, oh, don't tempt us. Don't tempt me. Like, the gas station is on the market right now for, I think, it's like $800,000. It's like fairly affordable. But yeah, it's like, we already cool. in the Midwest, we have truck stops mm-hmm. a lot of times. And yep. all we got to do is just expand those a little bit. Yeah, it wouldn't even take bit. that much. I mean, I'm just thinking. I need some on-site like, energy storage just to like deal with the, you know, the demands. It was going to be a little bit different, but beyond that, like you don't have to change almost anything. Yeah, That's the beauty of this infrastructure. It doesn't need big and ground tanks. It doesn't need environmental considerations. It doesn't need. And I think the, the main the main issue here is as these gas stations close down and are um, 
derelict. like derelict, mm-hmm. and then you run into an issue where you have to get these tanks out of the ground. Right. Like, that's that's gonna be a problem. That is but, going to be a big deal. But that is that is one of those things where it's gonna roll over a very long period of time, and if you continue to serve some sort of fuel yeah. for the fuel powered vehicles, which Fuel-powered vehicles, liquid fuel-powered vehicles, will still be a huge thing for the next like thirty or forty years. Yeah, and because I because people forget boats. Well, yeah, well, yeah that too. Those will all become electrified too at some Classic point. But like, cars, you're, you're going to keep your old stuff too. It's yeah. not like a, we're a lot of a disposable society, but like people are not chomping at the bit to get rid of the stuff they like. No, it's it's like leaded gasoline. You can still get leaded gasoline today. You have to look for it, but you can still get it today. And it's like, I think it'll be easier for unleaded like your 91 octane but i think like those quit carrying 87 those put in a 91 yeah, like you have one option it's going to be non-oxygenated 91 mm-hmm. that's yeah. it good luck there you exactly. go exactly that's what's godspeed or maybe a synthetic fuel if we actually get some of that someday 85 would be okay with like, well it doesn't store long enough mm-hmm. it's that's really hygroscopic too yes it does take all of the water it does <laughs> it really really enjoys water yeah. loves water anyway it's moving good. on to oh i'm sorry well, it, it just reminds me of, like, a documentary I watched as a kid when they were talking about, like, hydro, you know, fueled hydrogen. cars. Yeah, hydrogen-filled cars, where they're like, we would have to build all this infrastructure. Well, for uh, pressurized gas hydrogen, yeah. Yeah, um, so would. it's just like, but it's not like that. So it doesn't make sense why people are dragging their feet. Right. I, I'm not exactly sure why they are, but I, there's always going to be resistance. That's totally normal. That's totally fine. We're always going to have that, but... Yeah. Anyway, um, so like I mentioned, I was even late today because I had just come back from a family family reunion in a place called St. Cloud, about an hour northwest of the cities here. I elected to take <laughs> yeah, a suburb of Buffalo, Minneapolis. I elected to take my 1992 BMW 850i six-speed up there, mm-hmm. and I gotta Fish say, that is now, yep, it's now 30 years old, and like, I hop in that thing, I haven't driven it regularly for six months, I literally unplug it from the battery maintainer, turn the key put my crap in the trunk and i just drive it there like it has working ac the stereo's fine like all this yeah i'm just like i hear every time online especially in comments anytime somebody posts like a 750 an 850 or any 8 series like oh you can't buy one of those they're super unreliable or terrible cars and i i legitimately started typing something that i would never ever do for any other video on youtube but i started typing a script for an episode or an outline of, like, why you're wrong about the yeah. BMW 8 Series. Because yeah. everything people say is just, like, it's not even it's not. relevant to the car. Nope. And, like, think, yes, it does have a couple issues, why which you I don't actually, why don't you, you're, Are you actually going to make that for Olobor? Yeah. I, mean, I really should, because that's... A, it's going to get no yeah. views, but I don't care, because I'm passionate about it. No, I think, that, I think that actually will get views, because that's... Um, it's a reputation to just common misbelief here. And it's... Everyone's got the same wrong information. It's just, ooh, it's two M26s bolted together. I'm like, no. The only part it shares is a distributor cap and rotor. That's it. It's Yeah, it's like when people say the 1GZ is just two two JZs. It's just like, it's, I guess, closer. They have an interchangeable cylinder head, kind of. Um, yeah, this one even bolt like, on. Like, you can take, I think, like the valves between the two. Sure. But, like, the cylinder heads themselves Stuff that are, might fit, but it doesn't have the same part number. It's a modified version of... Right. It was based off of that, yes. Architecturally, but, they look similar. Yeah, in the same way that a Coyote V8 is similar to a flathead. Right? Or a Coyote similar to the engine in the Z8. Oh, oh yeah, it's a 5-liter twin cam variable valve adjustment. completely different in every yeah, way. Like, well, yeah, but it's, like, it's legitimately that different. Yeah. I mean, like, we're talking alloy block versus cast iron. We're talking a completely different type of Motronic. We're talking drive-by-wire throttle versus cable. I'm like, it actually, I made this point in there, too. 
it shares more parts with the four cylinder of that era than it did with the six cylinder. Yeah, like it's, like it's it used the different. throttle body and the MAF from the four cylinder, and it used the distributor from the six. Yeah, it's like just everything completely else, different. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you buy this very similar to your Ferrari where it didn't have very much maintenance history and you bought it from another state and drove it back? It uh, it didn't have any maintenance history except for the shop that I picked it up at, which yeah. is Orr just down the street here. Okay. Where the guy had driven it from Washington and did not make it before the clutch let go. That's and it was towed the rest of the way here and then had, he had just paid a bunch of money to solve a lot of you know just oil seepage things with valve covers and do a Minor clutch. Minor things, though. Right. And it, that was also 12 years ago. And you so, haven't touched it since you bought it. I haven't had to do anything to I, it. I think the other issue here is the issues that people have with the 8 Series are not minor oil seepage. It's not Jag where you have a million super small issues right. that all snowball into a huge problem. Right. And if you get one you, that's neglected, you'll find yourself in the same pile as you would with a neglected Jag. You're going to get that with any other car. Right. That will, it, you get a neglected Supra, it's going to suck. It's like you an might. X19. Nobody understands it, so they say it's bad. Yeah, and well, I think um, the other thing here with the 8 Series is I, I think a lot of them have been neglected. Mm-hmm. They have been. Um, because they're they were cheap and that will go for any mm-hmm. cheap like gt car like l- look at a um xk8 versus a db9 oh yeah oh identical yeah. car uh, but the db9 yeah. is going to be <laughs> night and day better in every way because it's going to be better well, it was cared for yeah, yeah like that, <laughs> it was considered a better car at the time I mean, really they're the same thing um, it was, but like, t- okay, talk about a good value car though. Yeah, and, right. and XK8, yeah. man, if you can find one of those yeah. with a stick that, oh, okay, wasn't shitty. But anyway, I'm, I'm intending to make this video. I think you absolutely yeah. should. I think um, that the 8 Series is one of those cars where it's like a lot of people sleep on them. And we're talking about the classic one, not the new one. The new one sucks. Yeah, the new one's terrible. But I mean, like a real 8 Series, like that, that's like a. It is a car that people sleep on, and I'm not even necessarily a huge BMW fan. I'm just saying, like, this right. is objectively a car that people sleep on, and a lot of these issues will that people cite. Like, and actually, if you ever like watch the brand trailer listings for like like these BMWs of this era, the eights and the sevens, um, there are a lot of people that say that, and there's an almost equal number of people that are like, no, actually, they're really good. Like, you should buy this. BAT is probably if the best possible yeah. place for the car to be defended. Yeah. Because it actually has owners of the cars on there. And I think that the other thing is with, with these A8 series is a lot of people know that they're good. And they're just like, they, they kind of keep their mouth they're shut. They're very hush-hush because oh, they yeah. can't afford them yet. <laughs> Get out of here. I don't know. It's one of the comfiest cars I've been in. And, like, it's just feels really nice and then you tell me when it's from and i go what it's very well balanced i mean i haven't driven a stock like a 16 inch wheel Mm -hmm. stock suspension 850 in a while yeah like it's also really good i mean my car is on bilstein hds and ibox and it's got m parallels it's It's stock i'm calling that stock yeah like it it drives like a csi Mm -hmm. there you go with a little less stock yeah it's stock but anyway i'm i'm gonna do that i'll let you guys know when it's i think that that's um that car was very instrumental for me changing my view on GTs versus sports cars. Because when you got that, was about the time I was switching from being very into sports cars to very into GTs, where it's like... I recall. <laughs> I, I thought I liked sports cars, but I was wrong. Because I admit that I was wrong, that GTs are better than sports cars. Because sports cars are... They, they really do suck. Like you, you can just do so much more with a GT car. You can do all the stuff a sports car can... Slightly slower, 
but a lot happier. You are going to have such a big smile on your face if you like take an 850 to a track day. Like this is so stupid. Well, just be like so some fun. guy. Like when I think of a sports car, I think of like some guy like looks like Spaz, and oh, like yeah. they're like sitting there like in a. Austin Healy or something shaving or like grams a, off of the the trying, backing like, shields. No, like like in their Lotus like Elise, covered in sweat because they don't have air conditioning. They just drove from Minneapolis to Brainerd with this car, and they are absolutely over their life, and they just want to like <laughs> die in a hole. But they're like, I drive a sports car; it's gonna be so great. And they get to the racetrack, and they're uncomfortable for five hours of the day mm-hmm. to have thirty minutes of track time to be. Excited for thirty minutes, where it's like well, it's you get only G- excitement. Yeah, you get to a GT car and you're like, you do the exact same thing, but with air conditioning and a padded seat mm-hmm. and no tools, and you're fine. <laughs> yeah. like, it's gonna it's gonna work. The it's gonna cost same. more just in consumables, but yeah. meh. I, I'm going to be so much happier. Like, I mean, it's not, because the people that will drive a GT car on a track aren't pushing 10 tenths. So they're actually not wearing consumables out nearly as fast as y- they think they are. Even then, like, they're just going to get to the racetrack not covered in sweat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, they're just going to be happy. Yep. And, like, I don't know. I would I rather like be happy. And... People with sports cars just tow their cars because they don't want to drive them. Well, the and they're going to break. <laughs> yeah. Like, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Is like, if, like, the thing is, like, being, like, somebody that's, like, 30 years old, like, I'm now getting to a point where I could conceivably buy a tow truck and tow my car to the track, which, yeah. like, that doesn't sound fun. No, um, it that doesn't. doesn't I hate towing. Like, it's my least favorite thing in the world. I don't mind it. Um, so I would much rather just have a car I could drive there. I, yeah, I think yeah. the only time I've, I, I used to trailer, like, the MR2. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I had that E36 track car for a while, I trailered that. But, yeah, it, it adds a lot of unnecessary complexity to having fun. It just, it, it, it doesn't sound fun. It's back to my thing where I'm going to be uncomfortable for five hours to have fun for 30 minutes. That's it's pretty much right. It's one thing yeah. if you... <laughs> it's just not worth it. It's one thing if you tow a car that you know that you can drive, but you just want a more comfortable car to sleep in. That could be. Or drive around. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I but, don't know. That's the thing. It's like, I just like, I think a GT car is like, you have all your fun and then, like, yeah, you can also enjoy yourself, like, on the way there and on the way back. And, like, you're just well, and you're driving something more fun on the highway, too, than a tow vehicle. Yeah, yeah. it's, like, yeah, that's True. what I'm saying. It's like, you're getting a better experience. All these people with Lotus Gazeges, they're driving up, like, a 30-year-old F-250 diesel. Like, they're ew. like, I'm a car enthusiast. And it's like, dude, you're driving a... You're driving a half of a Peterbilt. And they're like, it doesn't have air conditioning. I'm like, it's okay. This is irrelevant. Now you're having a heat stroke in front of me. Like, <laughs> please Good stop. Flailing. Stop doing this. Just please get a car with heated seats and an air conditioner. <laughs> make it, make your life make your life happier and make me happier because I don't have to smell stop. your bo. Get some like, help. Yeah, like, wow. Please just get yourself a G. Now I'm like I have that in my palate. So thank you. Yeah, it's just racers bo. Yeah, it's just no the uh, GT car is the way to go. Speaking of towing, I want to talk about towing in which the drivers do not consent to it. And non-consensual towing. Yeah, non-consensual mm. towing. That's so deeply perplexing. Go yeah, on. Another thing that uh, Jana needlessly found out about on TikTok. Um, I found. <laughs> and, then, and then actually verified. <laughs> yeah, it, well, they had articles on the like just the part of TikTok I'm on. Like they put the their part. sources, you know. But anyway, but um, I found out that there is a um, very bad problem in Philadelphia where car owners' vehicles are being uh, towed without their knowledge from um, 
they, they would park in like a free parking space or a, a space that they have a permit to park in. So it's completely legal when they park, but then for whatever reason, being an event or road work or landscaping, it has to get moved because it temporarily becomes a no parking zone. And what happens is these cars will get towed without notifying the driver. And um, then it oftentimes they get towed to places where it is just strictly illegal to park and they'll get ticketed and impounded and set off for auction without the owner really having much more notification than letters in the mail and so which are not delayed at all these days no um and this is an article from the Inquirer, but i read it and i i will put it in the discord for other people to read too because it's actually really in-depth and interviews quite a few different people who this happened but um basically the Inquirer talked to like philadelphia officials and stuff and different towing companies and they cannot figure out who is the cause of the problem, but it, it kind of looks like it's the, the police. Um, no shock there, but Shocking. all the tow companies are like, we have no record of this happening. Every time we tow a car, if it does get ticketed or whatever, it's our responsibility to pay for the ticket and we would figure it out. But it's like these cars are getting lost in the system and the drivers aren't able to track them down easily. And so because of this, it's people are getting heavy fines Sorry. and Sorry. their cars are getting impounded. And when they go to get their car, sometimes nobody knows where their car is. So they have to report it stolen. And then the police forget to take the vehicle as found. And so they get arrested driving their own vehicle. Cool. Yeah. It creates a whole problem. It sounds a- like just Philadelphia. Yeah, it's a whole lot of nonsense, and... It's just um, a very incompetent city. I like Philadelphia, yeah. but I don't like this. This is bad. No, yeah, Philadelphia so, actually sucks. Like, it's I a very really, nice... It's I a nice really looking like city. Philly. It's a nice-looking city. It's just very incompetent. It's got a lot of good stuff, yeah. but I will 100% concede um, the incompetence. But yeah, yeah, no, they're parking they're, a ramp. They're on par with, with <laughs> yeah, Chicago. Like, it's a oh, cool city that, that yeah. just, like, because yeah. of the way the city is, yep. it just sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's an attractive girl with a horrible laugh. That's what Philadelphia is. But, yeah, the first story is an example of somebody who mind you owns a nonprofit that helps with houseless people mm. and yeah. uh, they went on vacation and they left their car parked in front of their residence with their permitted parking and then it automatically like one day became a not parkable temporary not parkable and it got towed while he was out of town and he came home to a letter in the mail saying we found your car in this no park zone and it's it's going out to auction in like a couple days and he's like what How, my car was not parked there when i left and he finally goes to the city impound and gets the car and the window's broken and nobody oh can tell God. him how it got broken and this is in the middle of winter oh great in you know the northeastern united states so it's cold he's got to sit on the glass he doesn't know who broke his window or how long it had been broken for because this was a long trip he was on and it's just like he had to pay like thousands like more than a thousand hopefully he lawyered up and sued them that's ridiculous he's like working to get a case but there was because of part of the problem is there's no official 
recording of his car getting towed to the illegal parking spot. Great. And from, there's not enough, like... Somebody needs some cameras. Yeah, so there's just, like, not enough... This, this is what happens when, This is why you need to have a camera, and you need to have, like... Yeah. Some, like, some sort of GPS on your car. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's just, like, frustrating, and then everyone in the city of Philadelphia is just pointing fingers... But the tow truck company is saying, we've updated our systems, so it's all electronic, but the police still require everything on paper and to be faxed. Oh my god. So I feel like it is That's, the police. Well, of course it's the police. They, these guys, like, you need so to take a step back for a little while, a little while, a little but, while guys. Yeah, so I guess this is a oh rampant gosh. problem in Philadelphia. And right. I just read that article and I was just like flabbergasted. I'm glad I, was I like, parked in a payload when I got the uh, FJ. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> oh yeah, that car you just bought, yeah, that's gone. We're actually going to sell it back to you at auction. Yeah, yeah, you can buy it back. It'll cost you whatever. I wonder what happens if there's a lien on the car. Be like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to send my bank after you. Cause yeah. Because it's technically the main right, property. Right, it's theirs. Like, they're not going to like that you're trying to release their interest in the no. car and sell it again. So this would be interesting to look more into. Yeah, um, that just, that's making me mad. Yeah. I'm really curious about that lean, but too, actually. But I wanted actually, to, like, that... share that because I thought that was an interesting thing. That's and it was talking relevant. about how other cities deal with it further down on the article. And it's, like, a really comprehensive article. Um and yeah it's a local well all the more reason to join our patreon and get automatically yeah. added to our discord where jana where will can, post it yeah i'll post it right now <laughs> all right uh, moving on to the final topic um mercedes announced and i've already seen a bunch of like really spun versions of this but they've announced that all of their amg v8s will not be delivered to the united states for the next model year so 2022 no v8 amgs at all in the united states what? it's temporary it's not because of emissions reasons. It is because of supply shortages. Oh. So we're still getting the V6 twin turbo ones. We're still getting the V12s, but just you can't buy a you know a G63 AMG next year, or an E63 AMG, or an S63 AMG, or a GLS 63 AMG, mm. or a GLE 63 AMG. What about a 63? I, I wish you could buy that, but That'd that doesn't great. exist. Can you just turn up the boost more until it becomes a 63? They should just do that. Just get put them all the V6 ones in there and just like put the badges on I don't and just see crank what, the boost. I think Mercedes will just do that. That sounds like a very Mercedes thing to do. We're just make up the numbers. You know what there isn't a shortage of? Titanium connecting rods. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, don't be fooled. The engines are coming back. They're not done. It just There's a huge, huge, huge cascading supply issue in the world right now, as everyone's aware of. Oh, did you see in Brazil, Volkswagen is now selling one of their models with, like, a model that previously always had a screen in the dash. They re-engineered the dash to eliminate That's hilarious. the infotainment because they can't thing. get them. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, fair. you should just sell that in the rest of the world. I wonder if that car, will... <laughs> it's just Volkswagen, like, the rest of the car just doesn't work because there's no <laughs> infotainment. <laughs> it was like, yeah, we, we, we over, over-engineered the car and we decided not not fix it it so. has like paddles that you have to actually click to change gears yeah like it won't automatically do anything you can't change your air conditioning air conditioning's always on blast <laughs> we turn the air conditioning on for you <clears throat> bring it in if you want it turned off oh my I god like, we'll like, adjust it seasonally yeah we'll adjust it seasonally for you <laughs> which is just turning the heat on or the ac yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well thanks for following along with us if you were on twitch uh feel free to stick around we'll be doing another one but otherwise we will catch you next week bye bye